official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. To save his life, call his wife in. Nothing to say, but what a day. How's your boy? Good morning! Nothing to do, it's up to you. Let's go! 404 on this Monday morning. After Thanksgiving weekend, we're all getting back in the swing of things. Back to work, back to school. That's how it goes on this Monday. Getting ready for the holiday push. It's the holiday season. Uh, the guy just mentioned the um, the elves on a shelf. They, uh, if you're unaware of this, um, an elf on a shelf is a product that uh, it's a little elf, um, and they s- watch your kids to know if you're they're good or bad. And then every night they fly back to the North Pole and tell Santa what they've learned that day. And then they come back, and they find themselves in new wacky positions every morning. They get themselves in all they, you know, people really want to get creative. They're, you know, they're in the microwave. You know, they're doing, they're they're somewhere different, hanging from different parts of the house. They get real creative, which adds stress to my life. I don't need, like, I don't need to try and figure out where to put this thing as I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm watching TV, or like, and now, I guess... This year won't be too much of actually going to bed. It's, it has been now, but now I'm back to work. I don't go to bed. Before I leave for work, I got to come up with somewhere to put these things. But And it's such a big ordeal. Like now, So you got one for each kid. So I've got Max and uh, oh geez, Jack for both my sons. And, you know, oh, it's a big pomp and circumstance. They come the night after Thanksgiving. We got cookies that say, welcome back. They wrote a letter to the kids. Like, it's, you know, welcome back. We're going to watch you this year. We can't wait to see how much you've grown. It's Then I got to hide. Then I got to put them all over the place in in weird positions, trying to be clever. Oh, look where they are. Every morning they come down. It's like Easter every morning where they're looking for their Easter basket. Every morning I went to wear a jacket, and it's awesome, and it's fun. But that's added stress, so I got to figure out where to put them. And you want to get creative with it. You want to just put it on the counter. That's no fun. So you're trying to come up with things, and their their hands are like sewn together. They're like little felt things, so you can hang them from stuff. So you're hanging them from this. You're hanging them from that. You put little, you know. You turn your uh, your fancy butter uh, plate, and you turn it upside down, and turn it into a boat, and you give them little oars. You know, you do all kinds of weird, stupid stuff to get creative with the kids, because it's all about the kids and Christmas, right? not about you you selfish bum so yeah you got to put up with this stuff you got to do elf on a shelf it's fantastic it's the greatest thing ever so much fun running out the door i'm watching sunday night sunday night football half dozing off trying to get in here it's pouring rain i gotta go drive oh honey i'm leaving all right good night okay did you do something with the elves i'm like no did i do something no, I, I'll do something. And then I'm like, I got to go. I'm time to think about it. And I can't just, like, I don't have it in me to just, like, oh, put the elves. Down. No, I got something, something clever. 
So I think they're uh, both fighting over a can of Progresso in the in the cupboard, in the pantry. They're fighting over lentil soup. It's the best I had. 877-337-6666. That <laughs> it's true. <laughs> ah, they are fighting over lentil soup. At least they have them some fight in them like the Giants. The Giants do have some fight left. Uh, they're paddling in the wrong direction, if you ask me, but they do have some fight left, and they figure out a way to win a game against the lousy Patriots at 10-7 to 10 in this miserable game where they get their points over turnovers. They figure out a way to win, which quelled a little bit of drama around the New York Giants. How about that? A little bit of drama around a losing football team. Who'd have thunk it? But apparently, if you listen to Glazer, on Fox pregame, which you all should. And I don't care who's coming out with stories since debunking it or calling it BS or whatever. My man Glaze is never wrong. He might have laid it on a little thick. I don't know, but he ain't just flat out wrong. So the report was that Wink Martindale and the head coach, Brian Dable, are at odds with each other, and it's really bad, and it's not in a good place, and it could lead to Wink being dismissed as early as sometime this season. Uh, was kind of how Glazer put it this morning. And then they went out and won a football game. The defense played fairly well against Mac Jones, who is just an atrocious quarterback. I mean, the pick he threw, <laughs> the pick he threw to Bobby Okereke is is laughable. Like you you just he's been playing in this league long enough, being coached by Bill Belichick long enough to not throw that pick. He gets benched in the half uh the second half for Bailey Zappi. I mean that's where the, the that's the worst that is the worst Patriots team in a generation. Like I don't even remember the last time they were that bad. Like that you're going really far back to be when they were this bad. But that's where they are. The Giants figured out a way to win the football game mainly because of the turnovers of the defense, and that's what winning does. It doesn't do much for me. I certainly wasn't celebrating. I know they they lit off fireworks at the end of the game. I'm certainly not sitting there on my couch going, "Woo, 4 and 8." At least they, it could have been so much worse. No, they could have been losing these games and got a better draft pick. We've talked about that long enough. But what this game does actually do, it doesn't breed a winning culture, that's for sure, because we saw them win nine games last year, win a playoff game, and then open the season with a 40 to nothing loss against Dallas and found themselves 2-8. and eight. So don't tell me about what winning culture, what these games are going to bring for the team. I don't buy it for a second. But what it does do is the ability to downplay that story. Right? After the game, coaches asked about it, hey, the only thing me and Wink fight over is who gets the last slice of pizza. <laughs> oh, they win a game and they're funny. Oh, to be a Giant fan. These are the times, I tell you. What a time to be alive. I've got a comedian for a head coach and they won the football game. This is great. Never mind they're 4-8 and eight and no longer in the mix for a top quarterback. But again, that's neither here nor there. But it does get to downplay that story. He makes the joke about it. He talks about how great Wink does. He gives them the game ball. But ultimately, there is something there inside the Giants organization. It's not surprising. Uh, that's what happens with losing football teams. You got a little bit of a glimpse into it a couple of weeks ago when uh, Xavier McKinney was talking about uh, some of the coaches on the team not listening uh, to his to the to the captains or to the leadership on the team, which I think caught Wink Martindale by surprise. Since then, there's been a couple of all there's been a couple of instances where people have said, you know, uh, kind of a heated discussion on the sidelines heading into the locker room at halftime between the two men. So something is up. 
something is up inside that 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 room. But ultimately, right now, I I like Wink Martindale, and I expect him to be back because I don't know if off this season he's going to get back to being in rooms where he's interviewed for a head coaching position. I don't know if that's plausible anymore with this season. It might not impact it. It might his track record and the idea of what he did last year and and you know if they continue to win football games, maybe he'll be back in the mix for a head coaching job. But I would think he'd be back and I think he's earned it and what they've done here, uh despite, you know, a handful of games, forty or nothing against Cowboys, which I, I referenced, uh the inability to tackle against the forty ers uh the miserable not no show against the Raiders, but ultimately they've had stretches this year with with a really not that talented roster, with young cornerbacks he was dealing with, with um, a rookie, uh, not a rookie, a, a new linebacker who has finally hit his stride. Well, he's been hitting his It took a couple of weeks for Bobby O'Karake to hit his stride, but once he did, he's been excellent as well as Micah McFadden and um, you know some of the other guys. Xavier McKinney has finally started to play well since his comments, but they had a stretch there during the Buffalo game, the Jet game, where, you know, against the Jets, but still the defense was playing much better. And I still think he's the best option for coordinator for this team. So ultimately, hopefully, if the winning can do nothing, it can restore this relationship between the two teams, uh, between the two sides here, and keep Wink Martindale on the staff for, you know, so they can lose next year with Daniel Jones. And that's really, for me, the other story along line this is what a great story uh, DeVito is. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that he's playing well. I love the fact that he's local. I love the fact that they've, you know, he's he kind of unlocked Hyatt. Hyatt has uh, 100 yards receiving. Hyatt's running different routes. Hyatt's not just running the ball down the field, which he did in this game, catching ball down the sideline um, with very nice throws from DeVito, but also running crossing routes and making people miss and getting first downs and doing more than just being the speed guy who takes the top off the defense and goes deep. I, you needed to see that because it's about moving forward, right? It's about moving forward. It's about what this team is next year. This season's dead. It's about next season. So Hyatt's important. You know, Thibodeau last week, not so much this week, Thibodeau playing well last week and, you know, the double-digit sacks under Wink Martindale and all that and him emerging as you hear the comments in the postgame, kind of maybe the team leader. Like, that's all important. Those are things you can build on and will lead into next year because they're going to be on the team and they're young, talented people who are supposed to be on this team. But, like, DeVito's a nice story. But to me, DeVito's playing well so Daniel Jones can keep his job. Like that's like when when that field goal is missed at the end of the game, I actually I tweeted out for all the bad luck Daniel Jones has had, for all the bad offensive line and injuries and injuries to Saquon Barkley and bad coaching and all the different stuff to the point where the owner of the team said they ruined him. All of the bad luck he's had the last couple of weeks, he's gotten a lot of good luck. Because we know, whatever you may think of the the hand gesture celebration from DeVito, his family was there, all, a lot of fun surrounding the team for the first time in a few weeks, all that is not leading into DeVito being the starting quarterback of this team. We know it. He's not played that well. He's thrown a couple touchdown passes, and they won a game 10-7 off of, uh, both, both scores off turnovers in this lousy game against the lousy Patriots. But ultimately, he's playing... And getting them further and further away from a quarterback in the draft, leading to Daniel Jones playing again. And I'm tired of Daniel Jones playing. That's uh, I'm tired of the Daniel Jones quarterback. Is 
This story leading to DeVito being the legitimate backup next year? That's great. Fine. Yeah, possible. But it's leading into Daniel Jones still being the guy without, because I don't know, there are a handful of quarterbacks in this draft. I get that. And now with these last few games, they probably are out of the question of getting the top two in uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May. I wouldn't expect them to trade into that market. And I certainly now with these two wins don't expect them to have either of those two picks. But there are a handful of guys. There's the Bo Nix, the Michael Penix. But as they get further, one, you know, we we know the Giants have sent scouts to, to North Carolina to see May. We know what everybody thinks of Williams. I mean, I don't know what they think of these other quarterbacks. And I think they desperately need to draft one. I, I mean, that's what I I, I, I want Dable to, to want to draft that quarterback. I want Shane to believe in that quarterback. I don't want to just take a quarterback to take one necessarily. But I'm tired of being at the top of the draft. I'm tired of these losing seasons. I'm tired, and I'm watching the Houston Texans and Stroud change who they are immediately. Never mind. We see what we see with the what. Uh, what are the Bengals without Patriots? Uh, without uh, Joe Burrow? What are the Bengals without Patriots? What are the Bengals without Joe Burrow? Like, sure, the roster of the Giants isn't great. The offensive line still needs work, although it's getting better despite some of the sacks that DeVito leads himself into. But the offensive line's been a little bit better. Maybe Hyatt turns out to be a weapon. But, yeah, not a lot of offensive weapons besides Barkley. uh, Still a weak offensive line. I don't care. What were the Texans last year before they got Stroud? What are the Bengals without Burrow? Like, you get the right quarterback, it changes your franchise. And I'm tired of being the top of the draft. And drafting running backs who, even if you're right, don't change the franchise. Oh, they need offensive line, Chris. you got to fix the offensive line. What are you drafting quarterbacks for? Well, they drafted Andrew Thomas. How's he? He's only an all-pro. Has that changed their team? Hell, has it changed their offensive line? There's one position that changes your franchise. And when you're at the top of the draft of a quarterback draft, I want to take a chance on that. Is it a crapshoot? Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. You know, it's not a crapshoot. A season at two and eight, now four and eight. That season's dead. There's no crapshoot left. There's no. There's only crap, no shoot. So that's where we are with the Giants, and the Jets are even worse. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. The Jets are being held hostage by a thirty eight year old quarterback who can't play, but will only return to improve uh, to impress upon you that he's doing things medically that no one else has ever done. Fantastic. The coach won't get fired. The miserable offensive coordinator won't get fired. No one's going to get fired. Why? Why? Because the plan of Aaron Rodgers and this group has not seen fruition. It's not come to fruition. And until it does, or until Aaron Rodgers no longer wants it to, it will. And honestly, I don't know if Salah deserves to be fired. The quarterbacks that have been forced down his throat to play, and we all know that's the case, since he came out and had the Freudian slip of saying... Uh, I take the fifth. We all know he's being forced. I don't know by who, but he's being forced to play these quarterbacks, and they're dreadful. They're dreadful. So I don't know if he's a bad coach. I don't know if he deserves to be fired. I'm certainly not calling him a good coach, but at the same time, I feel terrible for him. Because if he gets fired, he's getting fired because he played a quarterback he was forced to play. But as of right now, I still believe that the quarterback who's running the franchise has his back. We all know he has Hackett's back. And as ugly as this thing may get, it doesn't matter. It's all about next year. And if the reports are true that, that 
This quarterback and Aaron Rodgers wants to come back just to prove that he came back from the injury. That's absolutely ridiculous. And if the Jets allow that, it's one thing to let him tell you Lazard should come here. It's another thing uh, to you know tell him you like Hackett. I don't care. You're not firing him. When he's, I've won two MVPs with him. When I'm back, it'll be fine. That's that's all fine and good. I'm willing to listen. But I am not putting next year at risk just so you can say, "Hey, look, I'm a modern marvel. I'm a medical marvel. I told you all I would do it, and here I am doing it." Please. Someone stop all this madness. Bobby and Elmont. What's up, Bobby? Fairy tales can come true. It can happen happen. to you. If you love Big Macs. Now, McAdoo, I'm going to... Well, but you don't like Big Macs? Well, I mean, I do. I I thought you were going to say Big Mac. Now you're... I thought you were going to say, if you no, love me, now you're asking if they love a McDonald's sandwich. It's not as... No, but that's what I was implying, Big oh, Mac. Oh, that I'm both... Uh, yeah, that's true. I hear. Oh, I get you. You could love Big Macs, me and the sandwich. Do fries come with that shake? Anyway, McAdoo, I got the best one for the L for you. You got the door in the screen door. You put them in the screen door. You have your neighbor ring the bell and just walk away. You open the door. Your kids are there. And the elf is standing there like he just, not, like he just rang the bell. And if you can't get the neighbor to do it, you know, maybe if you can train the family dog to ring the bell or something. That's well, yeah, I mean, as as much as I'd love to be Pavlov, I don't have a dog. Um, but I'm not going to – I can't ask my neighbor to do that every morning. No, not every morning, but once. Like maybe on a Saturday or something, you know, when everybody's together. Yeah. The kids go wild with that stuff like that. That's I true. Always, well, I, I mean, and I could probably fake it. I have, like, you have the, the ring cameras on your phone. I could probably make the – the noise happening. Go, oh, someone's at the door. And then you open it. Bingo. It's not Santa. It's not Bugs Bunny. It's not the Easter Bunny, but it's, it's, Jack, it's Jack and Max here to spy on you and, and report back to Santa Claus. Boy, well, what an age we live in. We got elves spying on our kids. Yep. Ooh. And we all do it knowingly and willingly. In fact, we call it cute. That's right. You better not do anything wrong. These two are watching you like a hawk. They're... they're they're here to make sure you don't mess around. Otherwise, they'll tell the fat man, and then you get nothing. But isn't that adorable? You better watch what you do, because I'm always watching. I'm always watching. I always got somebody watching you. So you better be careful. You think I'm in the other room? I'm not. I'm all around. Merry Christmas. That's how it works. I love it. But I, the 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 thing is, I just don't like having to come up with something creative because there's pressure about you can't just like honestly. My wife asked me if I, if she came downstairs with the kids and they were just like on the table, sitting up with nothing around them. She'd be like, "What the hell was that?" I'd be like, I don't know. I was wa- I'm running out the door. So I, th- I think I don't know if it's literally around a can of progressive. They're somewhere in the cupboard fighting over something. They're wrapped around some food item. I, maybe I'll throw them in the bag of marshmallows or something. You got to do something creative. I don't know. I'd like to think I'm creative, but it stops with where to put elves. That's where my I, my creativity runs dry after four days of where to put the elf. 877-337-6666. That leads me to, Daddy, why are you still on the potty? Segment we like to do where I hide from my kids. Now, this one where I'm in the bathroom on my phone hiding from my kids. You know how it works. You go into the bathroom. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. 
20 minutes later and five YouTube videos later, your wife's like, would you, I'm, I'm, I'm in the trenches taking grenades, John. And you got to go out there and help her. But today was actually involved with the kids because I, we're big wrestling fans now. I changed my life. Last year, it was like late January or February, cold, boring day. It was like too cold to go outside. One of the kids wasn't feeling well. It was, uh, And I'm like, what do you guys want to do? And I'm like, hey, tonight's the Royal Rumble. I loved it as a kid. I was kind of into it for a few years around senior year of high school with Stone Cold and The Rock. I was like, they probably love it. They love to fight and mess around with each other. And so we started watching old. I, I got Peacock, the streaming network, and it changed my life. And now we're obsessed with wrestlers to the point where my son Tommy just filled out a 30-point, a 30-bullet-point uh, uh, Christmas list with 30 items on it, and 28 of them are wrestlers. He wants wrestling. To, like, it's just it's my whole life now. So we were watching Survivor Series the other night, and CM Punk came back. I don't know if you guys are any WWE fans, but CM Punk, he hasn't been with the company in a handful of years, bad mouths the company everywhere he goes, Talks about how toxic it is to work for them. But yet, they bring him back. The fans have been waiting for it forever. He's very high-profiled. And now there's one of the unique things in wrestling, because we all know it's it's not fake, but it's scripted. But there's been a lot of reaction from the other wrestlers, and there's a, you know, you're not sure if it's real or fake, the hatred of CM Punk. So I'm on the toilet today, no joke, watching a bunch of behind-the-scenes old interviews, them talking about CM Punk. I've got to get to the bottom whether or not it's a, if they're trying to fool me, if Seth Rollins is actually angry CM Punk came back, or if it's all a work. So i got to get to the bottom of it because I won't be fooled. I won't be fooled. I'm not going to honestly think that they give a damn, and then I find out it's all a big facade. I have reputation to uphold. Can't be fooled by Seth Rollins. So I was on the toilet today trying to figure out whether or not anyone really cares and if these guys are really pissed off at CM Punk. There you go. There's my little wrestling thing. He came in. He ruined Randy Orton's. Uh, Randy Orton had been gone for a year and a half or so with back surgery. He comes back into it, and nobody cares because CM Punk came back. And then you see Seth Rollins screaming, flipping him the bird, trying to you know run down the aisle just to get him. People are holding him back. It wasn't even televised. It was after the television cameras went off, and it's like, are you really that mad? I know nobody cares, but I had to do it. 877, because this is my life. I was fascinated by whether or not the wrestlers were really mad. 877-337-6666. Come back. We'll take your phone calls for the last half hour. Obviously, the Jets and Giants, are you like me? Are you a Giant fan? It was, uh, after this win, someone called me before and said he was proud of the team. Proud. Were you proud? Fireworks went off. They beat the Patriots and Bill Belichick 10 to 7. Proud. 4 and 8. Proud. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Commissioner Bud Selig announced today that third baseman Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees has been suspended without pay for the remainder of the 2013 championship season and postseason and the entire 2014 championship season. You tell me why I should serve one inning. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, 431, McMonagle here with you, 
66. Mainly football today. We'll have all week. Hopefully something's eventually going to happen. In the base. It's been a very quiet uh, baseball offseason so far. Uh, not a lot of noise. Everything seems to be quiet. Um, Yamamoto had posted last Monday. It's been a week now that Yamamoto's been posted. Uh, no news. Everything's been real quiet. The uh, Obviously, the Shohei Otani is real under wraps. He doesn't want anyone talking about it. Although, Howie Rose did... Fliegelman, did you see that that Howie Rose tweet? Howie Rose tweeted out that he might have some Otani news coming briefly and then, like, backtracked two minutes later. Yeah, I was tailgating on Friday, and I looked at yeah. my phone scrolling, and I saw that tweet, and yeah. you know, then thought, like, oh, am I going to have to, like, are we going to get alerts during this game? That would be that would be some alert to get. But, I mean, I don't know. Someone uh, said that, uh, what's his name, Wayne um, Randazzo is now the, obviously, play-by-play guy for the Angels. So that's a connection Howie would have to the Angels, too. It's not just the Mets. How he might have an in in a bunch of different places. He's been around forever. Has a lot of connections, a lot of fans, a lot of friends. How he better be careful because we heard that That's, rumor that I know. Well, the, if uh, news of any kind of meeting gets out, yeah. Otani's going to hold that against, the, against team. the team. So very careful. Listen, Mets fans love Howie, but <laughs> imagine his limits to everything. Oh my God! Can you imagine he signs with the Dodgers and at the press conference he was like, "I was going to sign with the Mets, but I told them keep it quiet." And that Howie Rose. <laughs> that would be too. I can't imagine. He didn't say any specifics or anything, but that would be funny. That would be funny. And now people are having fun with that. I'm seeing old pictures of like, um, "Welcome to Welcome to the Yankees, Shohei Otani in, in, in uniform on the big screen at Yankee Stadium," and people are like, "Oh, Yankees messed up," you know, trying to. That's Red Sox fans trying to blow it for the Yankees. But I don't I don't think the Yankees are real for him. But anyway, hopefully some baseball news soon. Juan Soto needs to be traded. The base the uh, the the winter meetings are coming up. It sounds like Yamamoto is going to sign after the winter meetings. I don't know. But hopefully some baseball happens soon. God knows we need it around here. And both of these teams have big off seasons. Yankees particularly. They got to change their lineup. They got to change their rotation. They have a lot to do. A lot to do. Give me something to do on this Yankee hot stove hour. I got nothing. I want to have a Yankee hot stove hour. I'm talking WWE with Anthony in Staten Island. What's up, Anthony? Hey, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? Just to touch. Good. Thank you. Touch base on WWE. Yeah. Um, the CM Punk thing is real. That 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 definitely is real. I don't know if you heard after the match with Drew McIntyre, he stormed out of there, pissed off too. Yes. A, a lot of the guys are not happy about. It. He's like I, cancer. I know, but I find it very hard to believe that him simply walking out there got got um, Seth Rollins so mad that he had to be held back and and yeah. be, and held back by like the announcer crew. Like it just seems it seems too much for me. I, I just I, well, what everything's a, they everything kept, is fake. With, with everything is a storyline wrestling. No, I agree. I agree. But they they kept under wraps, and Tony yes. Khan had a lot to do with this. They kept under wraps. Nobody knew about this. Yeah. And Tony Khan's involved with the MMA, and so is uh, CM Punk, because they bought into WWE. Right. But rumors have it that it's legit. Just wanted to touch base with that. All right, yeah. I mean, like I've seen I've seen reports that it's not legit, but I can't imagine. And I've seen interviews from Seth Rollins talking about, hey, listen, you know, he badmouthed the company. He did the wrong thing, but he apologized, bigger man, and if he comes back, you know, it's fine. I, I, I doubt very – like, it's just hard for me to believe that they were so mad. But it sounds like, listen, it's a guy who – Badmouth the company for sure. That's real. He left and then badmouth WWE and how it's, you know, 
toxic for your health and they're liars and they're cheats and they're this and that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens come tonight, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. We'll watch the first 20 minutes, then we DVR the rest, and we'll watch it sporadically throughout the week. That's how it works. Little bits, little chunks with my kids. They, it's, they're obsessed. They're obsessed. I remember one that I before we changed all our shows and shifts here, and I was still working with Carton and Roberts. I brought Tommy in uh, one day for I don't know whatever reason. He was the summertime. I guess he had no school. I forgot why he was in. And he was talking with Evan about wrestling. And Evan said to him, uh, for some reason, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock came up. And he's like, do you know they fought at WrestleMania? And my son like, yeah, they fought at WrestleMania twice. And Evan was like, wow, that's true. I bet you can't tell me which two WrestleManias. And my son was like, 17 and 19, like immediately. And Evan was like, how? I was like, I don't know. I don't know how he knows that. He's nuts. They're obsessed with it. They love it. They live and breathe WWE. I never thought in a million years when I, I would change my entire life by putting on the Royal Rumble that day. I never thought I would change my entire life. It's all he talks about. I'm a little concerned. We were out in the backyard playing flag football yesterday, uh, Saturday with his nephew and my brother-in-law. His nephew. My nephew and my brother-in-law. But we've signed him up for basketball and stuff, and he does it, and he likes it. But when he comes home, he wants to talk to you about one thing. And one thing only. 877-337-6666. That one thing is New York Jets football, right? Everyone wants to talk about the New York Jets. Even Aaron Rodgers wants to talk. That's all he wants to talk about. He's going to come back. You got to be out of your mind. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And he takes the snap. Back to throw. Under pressure. Avoids the rush. And he's going to fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, my pony. I've been looking for that. 442. You know, you can hit me up, obviously, on the phone at 877-337-6666. Don't hit me up on Twitter, at CMACWFAN, which some of you have. And I just don't understand what people don't get about the idea of of drafting a quarterback with the Giants. And like people are so hung up on the idea that you can get quarterbacks elsewhere in the like you can get quarterbacks later in the draft. Obviously, we all know that. All right, Brock Purdy is playing for one of the best teams in the NFC. That is actually, I think, they're a point and a half favored going into um, Philadelphia next week. That's amazing to me. Philadelphia and Buffalo played one of the great games of the season. Uh, overtime thriller uh, where Hertz runs into the end zone after Buffalo kicks a field goal. Uh, Buffalo kicks the field goal in overtime. They run right down the field, running into the end zone to win the game. Uh, Philadelphia's lost one game this year miraculously to the Jets, if you can believe that or not. And the 49ers, led by Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the draft, the last time I checked, I'll double check, but when I was looking at this uh, right as I was heading in at 2 o'clock in the morning, they were they were favored by a point and a half. So, yeah, I understand you can get a quarterback anyway. You can build a roster. I get it. You can, Tom Brady's in the sixth round. Jalen Hurts, who I just mentioned, was a second-round pick. Fine. I get it. You know you can get them anywhere. Great. 
I still want the opportunity to give my coaching staff and this GM the pick who they want. Like, I don't know what's so hard about that. I want them to have the ability to take who they think is best. Playing, they might be wrong, of course. That's life. And if they don't get it and they wait until the second round, they might find the greatest quarterback who ever lived there. Great. You want know the odds of that are? You want to take I'd rather have them have the best chance. And what's the matter where they're picking? You can find it anywhere. This is what as like to win these games, what does it do for you? Like I love it. What other what other sport? I like someone tweeted at me before. He's like, hey, just let's play the games. It plays out how it plays out. What other sport do we let that happen? Hey, listen, guys, Yankees will do what they're gonna do. This offseason is going to take care of itself. Don't worry about it. All right, listen, maybe they trade Pete Alonso. Maybe they don't. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, whatever whatever happens, happens. Relax. Relax, Chris. So they won some games. The draft will take care of itself. What, what, what the hell does that mean? I want them to have the, the best opportunity to draft a franchise changing quarterback as opposed to winning a 10-7 game against New England to go 4-8 and eight so they can make jokes about sharing pizza. Like, that's all it did. It loosened the talk around the, the the defensive coordinator. What does it matter where they draft? What do you, did it matter to the Jets? I hate to keep using that example, but did it matter to the Jets that they drafted second instead of first and have Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence? Did it matter where they drafted? Like, stop. Of course it matters. Of course it matters. Is there going to be a quarterback drafted after the first two that is just as good or better? Maybe, probably, right? That seems how it's worked out lately. But I, don't, I want them to pick their guy. It's not hard. It's an easy concept. I can't imagine. I can't believe how many of you are getting stumped by it. And I, I can't imagine my thought process when you could find quarterbacks anywhere. You, know, you can find them anywhere. It's easy. It's easy. Brian Dable and Joe Shane are here for really one reason. They became coaching and GM candidates in the NFL and for the New York Giants for one reason. They were part of the front office that drafted Josh Allen, and there was the coach who developed him. That's what made them viable candidates to be head coaches and GMs. So I want them to pick who they want. And the best way to get them who they want is to give them the higher pick. It's plain and simple. And if you don't believe that, if you think winning meaningless games to go from two and two and eight to four and eight are more important because, hey, you know, at least we know the coach has stabilized the franchise. Stabilized what? He wasn't going anywhere. They weren't firing after last year. After they fired the last three coaches after two years, he wasn't going anywhere anyway. I I, I just don't. I, I you can disagree with me. That's fine. That's fine. But to make it seem like it doesn't matter where they pick or what's the big deal or, hey, you know, I mean, you got to tell me, one, why these games are so important to you, and two, explain to me how it doesn't matter where in the draft they select. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Then why don't they Why don't they just, why, why do they do it? Why do they have bad teams? But you should just let the draft, the bad teams pick where they want to go. Just at the end of the year, the worst record could pick whatever draft slot he wants because you can get a great pick 11th or 13th, Right? At the end of this year, give the Carolina Panthers, which is going to be the Chicago Bears pick, just tell the Bears you pick. You want to pick 31st? Pick 31st. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Pick pick 13th, whatever, because there's good picks that come from 13th. So, you know, why would you want to pick first? Let's be honest. A bunch of bad quarterbacks have been picked first. You're much better picking off 11th or 12th.
Stupid. Dwight in Asbury Park. What's up, Dwight? Uh, yes, I didn't talk about the Jets. Uh, if they didn't have uh, Robert Sala, who would have been your ch- your personal choice oh, to be the head coach for them? Like now, if they're going to fire Sala and bring him in, or who would I have hired instead yeah, before, of Sala a couple before, years ago? I don't know, man. I, I, it could be anyone. I, 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 someone. I mean, now that I have the hindsight of seeing what's happening, I, and I, are you telling me they're drafting Zach Wilson either way? Then I want an offensive coach in there to help better. I want Brian Dable to coach the Jets. I want Jim Harbaugh to coach the Jets. I want someone who's proven that they can develop quarterbacks because Zach Wilson's a doozy. And ultimately, with and the fact that they drafted Zach Wilson, it doesn't really matter who their coach was. They weren't going to win, not at any real level. Could they have been slightly better here or there? Sure. They weren't going to really win with Zach Wilson. So now you're going to tell me, are they drafting another quarterback? And really, the, the idea of who I rather have had a handful of years ago makes no sense. Right now, he's the coach. I do. I honestly believe it's an impossible read on whether or not he's a good coach. I, I honestly do. I think he is being forced to play terrible quarterbacks. Not only is he playing them, but he's being forced to play them. He can't. He can't deviate from that. And then he has to go on and and talk them up. He can badmouth other players, but he always talks up his quarterbacks. Zach Wilson's always great, always improving, always seeing the field better, always getting better, is always so close, will always have a great career. Why does he do that? Why do you think he is associating himself so strongly with this terrible quarterback? Because he's being told to. I think we've kind of established that on some level. We all think of that some way or another. So with the quarterback play being this poor and the offense being this bad, sure, there are penalties, there are different things you see that indicate poorly coached teams. Can't argue it. But it's impossible to get a read for me. So as long as Aaron Rodgers wants him as the coach, him, Hackett, Douglas, they're going to get to see the plan through. The plan got tripped up four snaps into the season. And they're not going to make judgment on what happened here. I just, I firmly believe that. I don't think they're going to fire the coach no matter how ugly it gets. I don't think they're going to fire Hackett because Aaron Rodgers will tell you right to your face, I won two MVPs with Hackett. He's part of the reason I came here. You're not firing Hackett. And I like and I like Salah. Why, why are we firing things? Because they couldn't make it work with Zach. I'm back. It's the Rodgers show. Angelo in Newburgh. What's up, Angelo? Hey, brother. How are you today? Good, man. How are you? Two things about tanking. Uh, one, I, th- I think it's tough because so many contracts have, like, incentives to get 10 sacks or 1,000 yards. Well, listen. So it's tough to ask these players. Ask these players to I don't I – don't, no, I, I, it's not tough. It's, it's impossible. Right, well, you, don't, well, two, you don't ask the players. To, no one's suggesting well, well, two, look, the players don't play two, hard. Two, it, it, it's such a crapshoot, the draft. If you look at – Houston finally hit, but you got Washington, Houston, the Giants, the Jets. They're always in the first round, man, and, yeah. and they don't, it doesn't get them anywhere. They don't, but yeah, exactly because they they've they've drafted the Giants have drafted one wrong quarterback. The, you're right. The Giants have been at the top of the draft every year. What they do? They drafted a running back who hit. He's 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 everything they could have hoped for. He's one of the best backs in the league. He's great. How's it impacted the winning? 
The offensive Not line's terrible. Exactly. The offensive well, line's terrible. It's, well, it's that's what I'm saying. Control. Don't draft a running back there. Draft a one but position that actually impacts winning or losing. They if that year they wanted to draft a running back, it would have been Sam Donald. And I don't know that. A quarterback. I don't know that. <laughs> Maybe they draft Jazz Josh Allen. Maybe if Dable's there, he actually sees mm, Lamar Jackson as the guy. Many, I don't know. There's too many variables. You, yeah, you but you know what? Fine. There's too the many. Game. What are the variables of going four and eight? What does that so do for well, you? It's called confidence. Confident in what? Confidence in what? Building what? Last year they went nine. And, last year they won nine games, won a playoff game on the road, and opened the season with a forty-point loss to the Cowboys, and went two and eight. What confidence was built yep. last year? What confidence just, did that winning build last year? You trust the process, man. Oh my it's God! Not- stop. Trust the process. We're not the Sixers. Stop. And trust the process is tanking. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is the process. You're right. First of all, tanking. No one is suggesting the players on the field should play worse or try and lose. No one's suggesting that. Let's get that clear. People think, like, uh, I hear everyone, like Bob Papa's talking about tanking. Now, you can't ask the players. No one's saying the players should play to lose. Of course, they should play their best. I think Andrew Thomas has a, has a, has a strained MCL or whatever the injury is. He doesn't need to play. That I'll be on board. That's If that's tanking, I'm on board with that. Saquon Barkley on and off the field dealing with an ankle injury, sit him down. That I agree with. But on the field players, of course they play to win the game. Of course. And they should play healthy players. But if you're banged up at all, there's no reason to play. In my opinion. But, like, uh, what are we talking about? It's a crapshoot. I understand that. Everything's a crapshoot. But what is 2-8? and eight? That's no longer a crapshoot. It's done. It's over. And don't tell me winning, like, it just doesn't do it. And back to the point about at the top of the draft, 100%. Look at the Giants. You're 100% right. Even if you're right, Chris, the offensive line. You got to fix the offensive line before you get a quarterback. Got to fix the offensive line. Oh, so I guess you got to take an offensive line with that first pick. Yeah, we've been there, done that. Even been right. Andrew Thomas was a good pick. He's the top three or four left tackle in the game when healthy. How's that impacted winning? How's that impacted the offensive line? Evan Neal, seventh overall pick. How'd that go? You can miss with any position. And even if you're right, they don't impact winning. At least if you draft the quarterback, if you're right, it changes your franchise. They weren't right with Daniel Jones. If you're right with the quarterback and he's the guy, it changes your franchise immediately. That's what I want. I'm willing to take that shot. Even if it fails, I'm willing to take that shot. And I want them to have the best opportunity, the guy they believe in, the best chance to get that guy. That's all. But now it's over. Forget it. Say la vie. They're not getting one of those, they're not getting one of the top two picks. They could still take a quarterback, and that's my fear, is that they don't. My fear is they go so far down the line that it's hey. We've already got Daniel Jones to a contract. You know, we believe in this team a little bit. Hey, we're winning some games here. Uh, we, we can add some pieces to it. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I don't want to see the New York Giants do. Daniel Jones, and I hope they understand this, has finished two of the last three seasons with injuries that required surgery and a neck injury that popped up again this year. Neck surgery, ACL surgery. I don't even know when he's going to be back. Like, and... They don't really win with them. 
one good year. I'm not trying to, this isn't the knock the Daniel Jones show, but like, I mean, is, does, has he played ever like a quarterback warranted a $40 million? I didn't think so when he signed the contract. And now how many years? How long can you kick this decision down the down the line? Like it's time to get another quarterback. And if it were, if they were competing for a, if they were five and five right now, or whatever, you know, I wouldn't be talking about this. They were five and six before the buy, after the buy, or whatever. I, I wouldn't be talking about this. If they were alive, we'd have a different conversation. If they figured out a way to get in the end zone from the from the three inch line against Buffalo, wouldn't be having this conversation. If they figured out a way to beat the Jets. When they have the lead with seconds left, I'm going to be having this conversation. They showed up against the Raiders. Like, they didn't. When the season was on the line, they didn't show up. Plain and simple. They had an opportunity to not have this conversation, and they blew it. And so now, excuse me if I'm not ready to set off fireworks beating the Patriots 10 7. That's all. I'm just, I'm frustrated by the season. And for a brief moment, and I guess this is, you know, whether my, whether my point is silly or right or whatever, it started when they lost that game to, to the Raiders and then they lost the game to Dallas and you're playing a, 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 a non-drafted quarterback who's ended up being a nice story. And don't get me wrong, I have a heart. I have a heart. I'm I'm open. I I like the idea of this young kid, local kids playing. His parents are there. He's come up with the hand gesture. It's fun. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But for a brief moment, I thought we didn't have a quarterback at all. They didn't want to throw the ball against the Jets with him. He's an undrafted, you know, rookie. They're trying to just figure out, and they're stuck with him here. And for a brief moment, I saw the idea of drafting one of these top quarterbacks. And I'm struggling with the idea that it's gone because, oh, they beat Washington and they beat the Patriots. I just it's hard for me to it's hard for me to work around that idea. But I'll get past it. Don't you worry me. I'll get past it. And at this point, I'm not even sure whether or not it makes any more sense. Now go out there and try and win with, with Tommy DeVito. Great. Let's have a let's have let's see if you can get to five or six wins. Go crazy. Go nuts. 877-337-6666. Did you just do something? I got an enormous buzz in my ear. Okay. I guess you didn't. Oh! I knew it was now coming. Yeah, no, I got like a an enormous buzz in my ear right there, right before the open. Uh, the, the, the music. All right, that's it for me. Those three hours go quick when you're complaining. Everybody, have a great Monday. I'll see you tomorrow again at 2 a.m. Continue to talk about our wonderful football teams. The Knicks lost the heartbreaker as well. We'll talk. We'll get more into them as we go along as well. But everybody have a great day. Enjoy the rest of, of the WFAN schedule here. The warm-up show is coming up. Then you got your mornings with Boomer and Geo. Followed by Sal BT. You know the schedule. Everyone's going to have a lot of fun with these football games. See if anybody agrees with me. Not many do. Have a great day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 2 a.m. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.9 FM.